The force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in pain. Dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi and Sith, and everybody and everything in between. I'm tired of the same introduction, so I'm going to change it up tonight to another exciting episode of the New Force Order podcast. We are a Star Wars podcast. And if you have not realized that by now, I really have no idea why not after 136 episodes. But there's no hope for you. Now, Doc, for those individuals that do not have hope, what can they not do? Oh, they can't build the rebellions because rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Yeah, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the New Force Order podcast, the Star Wars podcast. I'm one third of your hosts. I am a professional wrestler, extraordinaire, multi-time champion in a galaxy far, far away, current heavyweight champion in three different promotions. I am a Star Wars aficionado. I am your boy, GGP, a.k.a. Greek God Papadon. Now, along with me, hold on, it's going to be bumpy ride. It is the Sith Ghost in the room. So, after you're done folding Jimmy T's boxes, hit him with a hey, yo, and introduce yourself there, sunshine. Hey, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the talk lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. And last but not least, 
he is the medical droid with the Kung Fu grip and the PhD in Thundernomics. Introduce yourself, sir. I'm smarter than two and be more technical than FX7, the guy stealing thunder. And the guy who sits courtside as the stormtroopers and death troopers give me high fives with my boy Jay Zeke's out the game tonight. Dr. Destroyo, Alex Arroyo. Very nice. What game was that? Was it the Sabak game? It was not the Sabak game for the Millennium Falcon. It was the Annettes against the Miami Heat. Ah, I know a thing or two about heat. You do? Yes, I do, sir. Anyway, let's get back to the land or the galaxy. Excuse me, that is far, far away. I like to start off the show with a segment that we call Marky Mark and his funky tweets. Now, you might say to yourself, what the hell is that all about? Well, there's an individual by the name of Mark Hamill. Maybe you've heard of him. He is the guy who portrayed Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. He's the man who's the heart and soul of Star Wars, the face that runs the place. But most importantly, he is a national treasure on Twitter because he's able to capture the hearts of millions. And I mean millions. He's with the millions of fans. In less than 140 characters So we like to bring some of these Haha tweets that he likes to throw out there To the limelight, to the forefront And share it with you, all six of our fans And uh, away we go So, Mr. Mark Hamill on Twitter At Hamill himself Decided to chime in On what happened to be Or would have been Carrie Fisher's 65th birthday And he tweeted it Happy birthday to a very special someone who has n- never not who was never not fun and always ho- highly tolerant of my juvenile onset hijinks, even when she wasn't in the mood. And then there's a picture of Hamill holding Carrie Fisher's hair from episode four. She looks like she's having a bad day. He's looking like he's trying to lighten her up. So. Uh, yet another classy treat, uh, tweet by Mark Hamill himself uh, about his dear friend Carrie Fisher. What do you think, Doc? Uh, Mark is one of those guys that's not going to forget. You know, he's uh, loves his 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 Star Wars co-crew like no other, um, and will forever carry that torch, especially for Carrie, of whom he was extremely close to. He uh, did uh, an interview recently. Uh, I forgot with who. But he said he received a touching gift when he filmed an episode of What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows is a vampiric comedy, a mockumentary-style comedy that you can see on Hulu. Very funny show. He appeared on one episode, one of the best episodes, to be honest with you. My wife and I started uh, watching it uh, a couple days ago. She's really not into it. She's like, oh, this reminds me kind of Shit's Creek where, you know, I'll watch it if we got nothing else to watch. So she's being like, you know, kind of fucking a stick in the mud when it comes to it. I'm like, it's really fucking good. Come on. She's like, oh, whatever. This is when you tell a listen, woman. Sit your ass down. Shut up. Watch what I tell you to watch. Kitchen sandwich now. 
<laughs> Doc is sick this week, so you can hear me blowing my nose a little, a little bit, as opposed to Papa Don blowing his boyfriend here on the show. You He's son of a bitch! I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say, who's his nose, or why are you blowing him? Ah, you prick! All right, so Hamill goes in an interview. Maybe this year I'll use my fangs from what we do in the shadows. Hamill confirmed with ComicBook.com. There we go. It was ComicBook.com about celebrating Halloween. They let me keep my fangs because. When we were shooting, I said, wait a sec, since these were fit directly to my mouth, can I keep them? And they, being the people from What We Do in the Shadows, said, absolutely, be our guests. So I do have my fangs. And then he continued, the prop department, I was really touched by this. Because a lot of times, they'll be told, don't bring in items for Mark to sign. By the production crew, and once you get to know the crew, they'll say... I know I'm not supposed to ask, but I'd love you to sign X, Y, or Z. And I'd say, sure, come on, bring it in. By doing that, and it only takes a few minutes during your lunch hour, even if it's just on set. But my point is, at the end of the show, the prop department gave me a dagger that was part of my character in the episode. It belongs to my character. But what was significant about it is... They said the dagger is from the original What We Do in the Shadows film. I said, oh my gosh, what a great collectible that is. I'm staring at it right now. It's on my shelf in my man cave. So, pretty cool. I mean, the guy has a man cave. Well, and I, I would hope Luke Skywalker has a man cave, for Christ's sake. Do you think there's a wampa in there? Yeah, it's a T-16 oh, man cave wampa. Ah, got it. Uh, one would hope there was, but uh, it's good to see that um, despite uh, the fact that you know the crew gets told, listen, no fucking ask for any autographs, he still acquiesces and gives them once and once he gets to know them, which I think is pretty cool. I agree. Except I agree. That with Mark you. is man. He's that's the dude. He is dude. He's one of those people that I wish we can hang out and have a fucking drink with him, a coffee, a fucking beer. A meal and just sit down and talk to shit because not only is he part of Star Wars, but he's a nerd. So it'd be an interesting conversation to talk about everything but Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? I would talk about everything uh, related to Star Wars. Of course you would, because you're a Mark. <laughs> true, true story. Uh, I'll, I'll, the shoe fits. Stick well, it up no. your ass. Listen. I said you're a Mark because you're talking to Mark Hamill. Ah, uh, I get it. There you go. Okay. Anyway, anyway, listen, uh, we were talking about this book, Secret of the Sith. More stuff has come out this week from this book. Um, Star Wars confirms that Palpatine still hungered for his lost Rebels prize in Episode Nine. Do you know what prize that is? Um, those nudie photos he had of Ahsoka Tano. No, I thought it was B. Arthur. Oh, even better. <laughs> from behind the bar at the Christmas party. Not from a cantina, whore. <laughs> oh, tremendous. I told my boys I, I about to laugh, and I started doing it from time to time. And they just look at me, and they shake their heads. They're like... <laughs> All right, Star Wars, Secrets of the Sith, reveals Palpatine never stopped searching for the world between worlds. 
Written from Palpatine's perspective, just before the events of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, the book describes the world between worlds as this mystical realm that connects all time and space, creating a conduit between the living and the dead. Those who control this plane will possess the mastery of over all of existence by gaining access has proved an unexpected challenge. Uh, Palpatine goes on to describe how he peered into the world during Star Wars Rebels, but failed to harness its power. The passage also shows how Palpatine doesn't easily forget his desire, even after decades. So this guy had a hard-on for World Between Worlds, and he was still looking for it. Pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, the, the, the problem is that that's just all the book stuff, so it really didn't... Did it tease out into anything else? It wasn't in Rebels, was it? It was World Between Worlds. That's the thing. Yeah, with saying, but but him in Rebels, Palpatine going after it. Oh, afterwards, no. It was just he just went after it in Rebels when he tried to get into it and have uh, Ezra uh, give him access to it and all that stuff, and it didn't uh, work out. Got it, got it. But uh, the fact that this is coming into the limelight right now, there's rumors going afoot about how the World Between Worlds may be playing some kind of shape or form in the upcoming Ahsoka series. We'll touch base on that later, but we'll just put a pin in that for now. Um, also, Star Wars continues to change history with a possible Palpatine Mustafar retcon. Did you read this? I did read it, but I can't remember what it was about. Uh, Palpatine was selling real estate on Musafar to supplement the second Death Star production. No. Yeah, he, t- he took out a page advertisement on Zillow. He, he took out a loan? A home equity loan? Yes, that's it. He took a, an adjustable arm. <laughs> um, let's see. Emperor Palpatine, a.k.a. Darth Sidious, really, really wanted to find a solution to immortality. Secrets of the Sith has revealed that the Sith Lord knew about the Aeon engine and its potential powers. This possibly adds reason to why he sent his apprentice, Darth Vader, the disgraced Anakin Skywalker, to Mustafar in the prequel trilogy Star Wars movie, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. And while the fallen hero eventually took up residency, on the lava planet as seen in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. The Aeon engine was first introduced in the Oculus and PlayStation VR game Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series, with the addition of Palpatine's knowledge of the Aeon engine in Secrets of the Sith. It bodes the question of whether that was the reason his apprentice remained on Mustafar. If Vader discovered the Aeon engine... Upon Palpatine's death, the apprentice could resurrect the master. It wasn't to be tough. It wasn't to be tough as Vader Immortal detailed the destruction of the Aeon Engine and the Bright Star. And then they have a quote from the book. The cost of activating the Aeon Engine was steep, draining the life energies from Mustafar and those dwelled there. Darth Sidious reflects. To obtain the dominion over death, any price is worth paying. If such a device could be recreated, 
it would undoubtedly prove useful in the hands of a Sith. So what do you think? Uh, super exciting. Oh my goodness. I, I can't I can't contain myself. Should we call the Ghostbusters to get an, an extra containment unit for you? Yeah, or what? Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm ready to slime everybody. <laughs> it's like the Russian bathhouses all over again. Oh, I love it. All over it. again. All over again. All over your uh, face, neck, and chest. Always. Um, listen, uh, Shivy Palps always has a plan, and, and you know, in store for the guys. He's he's the ultimate chess player. He's like ten steps ahead of everybody. So if he sent Vader to Mustafar for a reason, guess what? There was a reason. Okay. Nothing. Nothing happens by by accident with Shivy Palps. All right. Well, you don't seem very too impressed about that story. Um, they were trying to fucking make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah, Whether slow, it works, it's a slow week in Star Wars news, guys. I'm just gonna let you know ahead of time, all right? Well, they changed something. Well, not really changed, but do you know the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Of Darth Plagueis the Wise, not from a Jedi. <laughs> not from a Jedi. Star Wars teases when Palpatine killed his master, 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 Darth Plagueis. Now, basically where this all comes down to is the timeline change of when he slaughtered Plagueis. Uh, Originally in the EU, he killed him during episode one, Phantom Menace. Now they're saying from the book Secrets of the Sith, it happened before a Phantom Menace. So they said... In the book, here's a passage that says, After centuries in the shadows, the Sith were poised to emerge once more. As a dark apprentice, I sensed that the Galactic Republic was in disarray. Its delegates held no interest in the common good. They would be easy targets for my influence. Serving as a senator, I manipulated their greed in my favor. With each new act of legislation, I rose through their ranks. Total control of the galaxy's governing body drew even closer, but ascension in the Senate would not be enough. My master, Darth Plagueis, had served his purpose. I struck him down, claiming his place as the one true master of the Sith. So what do you think, Doc? I mean, do you think there's a... Where are they timelining this that he killed him? In episode one? No, right before episode one. While he was coming up to the Senate. So that means, you know, because only two, only two there is. So he, he had to be training Maul before that. So theoretically, that you know, the rule of two is, as usual, thrown thrown out the window. <laughs> oh, you're like a fucking gumshoe. I love it. Um, don't you think it's fairly interesting that they keep going back to Plagueis? Yeah. Are you trying to allude to the fact that that they're potentially going to do something with him in the future? I mean, I hope so. I mean, the books were great from what I understand, and now they're not canon like Revan. But, you know, I mean, now it's been 15 years since he's been mentioned and anything has been done with him. Usually after 15 years, shit's forgotten. You know what I mean? So now they're bringing it back. Not if you're married. Oh, that's fucking true. Yeah, you ain't fucking kidding. Anyway. Um, my, wife, my wife's a fucking my archaeologist. Wife. My wife, she's an archaeologist because the bitch loves digging up the past. 
Uh, tremendous. She's like fucking Manischewitz Jones over here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Hold on, Doc. You're going to be bumpy ride. <laughs> well, listen. Um, I think you're going to be happy with what's, what's about to drop. Uh, news news oh. came out that Leia Saber is coming out. Yes, I so I did see this. Um, I saw it last week actually. That they announced that the uh, the Princess Leia saber that they initially had for Disney Galaxy's Edge is now getting a mass release um, in the Black Series line. So you know the one that just did Ahsoka and that's doing the Dark Saber as well is going to pop out for the Leia saber that had literally what. Um, uh, ten seconds of screen time in the middle of Rise of Skywalker, and then more screen time towards the end. So I think it's a it's it's, it's a reasonable release from there. I mean, there's other lightsabers that they pushed out that had much less screen time, like um, what's his name? Uh, uh, the Jedi that got killed by Palpatine, Kit Fisto. His lightsaber came out. I was like, really? Okay, whatever. Did it really? Yeah. The Leia one makes a thousand percent more sense. Are you gonna buy it? I don't know yet. You know, I've seen it. I'm not super impressed with it. Looks right, but how many would, fuck? How many fucking lightsabers am I gonna buy? I would buy this one and make like a shadow box for your daughter. Put it up in a room. It's her namesake. Yeah, I know. We talked about this before. It's, it's definitely I know. a cool idea. Um, and I, I may just do that, but we'll see what happens. Do these, you know these kids don't care about shit anyway? Doesn't matter. That's true. They fucking generation don't give a fuck about anything but TikTok. And by, by the time your kids grow up, TikTok won't even be around. There'll be something else. There'll be some, something else run by China. <laughs> Joe Biden! Uh, let's go, Brandon. Um, so, do you know who Mount Westmore is? Uh, that's what they used to call me college. Mount Westmore? Why? Yeah. You gotta ask the lady's brother. Why the lady's brother? <laughs> He's got him. I, I, I don't kiss and tell. Sorry. All right. Well, Mount Westmore is a new rap group with Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, and I think it was. Oh, e- yeah. The, the West Coast guys. Yeah, exactly. The West Coast Avengers. Uh, these guys uh, did a, a rap video, and uh, maybe we could put their song at the, end of the, at the end of the show. I was already planning on it. Oh, cool. Well, so, talk to, I'll, I'll talk to the editor. Go ahead. Talk to the fucking producer extraordinaire that we have on the show who does a fucking phenomenal job. He's a, a godsend, to be honest with you. But um, Snoop Dogg did the parody in the video where he was dressed up as the Mandalorian with purple and green. At the, he had like a little cannabis leaf on his fucking helmet. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, what do you I, think? I, saw, I watched the video the other day. I didn't watch the video yet. Uh, uh, you didn't watch the video. It's pretty funny. Um they uh they're flying in outer space with like you know this 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 pimped out razor crest that you know they're chatting about going to uh uh snoot snudo i think it is the name of the planet snudo where all the hoes uh you don't want to bang snoop and um before they take off like these out of out of the side of the wings of the razor crest comes these two fucking huge massive speakers that start fucking blasting the song and then they fly out and then they're all rapping about shit. You know, some of them throw some some random sci-fi references inside there. But uh, 
uh, you know, Ice Cube's walking around instead of with the AK, he's walking around with some fucking with some blaster, which is pretty funny. I mean, all of it, it's typical Snoop bullshit. Like, it's just like it's so dumb. You got to laugh because he's just such a fucking goofball. Love it. I love it. You think he got it because it's kind of because he's fucking. There's a connection with Sasha Banks being her being her oh, cousin. Oh yeah, it's possible, I guess. But or I, do you think she got the role because of him? Uh, I don't know, but all I know is that you know it seems that Snoop is uh, is a Mando Mark. Who who isn't? Who isn't exactly? Show me somebody who isn't. Yeah. Um. Speaking about the Mandalorian, do you know who Taika Waititi is? Uh, I think I've heard of him before. I think so too. He is returning in season three of Mando, and the rumor is he's coming back. Is IG Eleven? No way. How dope would that be if he comes back as IG-11? But how? He's dead. He blew up. It's a droid. It's a droid. You could pull out, you know, his central processor or, or re- reformat a different droid that's a similar thing to be the same shit. You know, listen, I, I did the same thing with, with, with my wives. I traded one nagging ex-wife for a new fucking nagging wife. So it's it's amazing. Like suddenly like the, the, the core processor gets pushed right into him and they become the same thing. Very interesting. Very interesting. Another rumor is uh, is is making the rounds is that Andy Serkis, the guy who directed the new Venom movie, who was also uh, was it in Lord of the Rings as um, Gollum, Gollum, who also played Snoke in the sequel trilogy, will be showing up as a character in Andor. Now they don't they don't know if he's going to be playing some kind of version of Snoke. Or he's playing a new character. What's your take on the whole scenario of bringing him in? I just want to say, if you're going to bring up Andy Skirkus's, um his, uh, his um, credentials, the last fucking place you want to start is Venom 2 as a director. Because that movie was a heaping pile of shit. Awful. You know, listen, and all the Venom movies are heaping pile of shit. And I first, don't even go see them. The first one was 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 funny and it was there. It was, it was the second one atrocious, like fu- totally fucking terrible. Got, I heard the only, the only thing that was worth it was the uh, after credit scene because it leads into the MCU. Yep, Spoiler yep. alert. You know, 60-something-year-old fucking Woody Harrelson, you know, trying to play Cletus Cassidy. Hold on a second. Don't really, make fun of Woody. Really, really didn't the work. Man. Really, Woody's it really the, didn't work, unfortunately. Woody is the man. He's the man, but but not for Carnage, unfortunately. Um, this, uh, did you see today something dropped called Lightyear? You see the trailer from, from uh, um, fuck are they called? The cartoon, the... Company that fucking made uh, Toy Story and all that stuff, Pixar. Pixar? No, I have not. You gotta watch it, dude. This thing's called Lightyear. It's about Fuck. Buzz. I'm not gonna tell you what it's about. All right, all right, all right but it's right. fucking dope. Just the premise itself, I thought was genius. I gotta check it out. Anyway, get, getting back to Andy's Circus. Um, yeah, Cir- Circus. Whatever fuck his name is. Um, Circus, Circus. If if uh, they're gonna bring back Snoke, which makes sense because you know he he theoretically would be alive in that timeline, right? It's not really. Uh, it's well, yeah, I'm trying to think why. Well, yeah, so it makes no sense because he, he this is prior to New Hope, so this is before you know Palpatine is still the the Emperor, and I, I guess he could theoretically have clones, but and he could be dabbling in that stuff at that point. But um, eh, whatever. You know, they they talked about the fact that you know his face was never seen on camera, so he could do some kind of humanoid form thing. If you if you look at the guy's credits, he's fucking everywhere. He was in, like you said, Lord of the Rings, Black Panther. He's been in Star Wars. That's he right. Was, he was uh, Doctor Claw. Yep. He, he was a. Uh, it was just Claw. Um. He was um. 
in uh, the Apes movie, the Planet of the Apes. He was one of the, he was the main ape. Oh, that's um, right. The guy's been he, he's been all over the place. He's one of those you know mocap uh, action actors who's who's been everywhere. So it just makes sense that they would refold him into this, like they did you know James Brolin with uh, two roles in the in Marvel Cinematic. Whatever. Okay, cool, man. But you know who uh, O'Shea Jackson is? O'Shea, O'Shea Jackson. Jackson oh, motherfucker. I know who the original O'Shea Jackson is. We just talked about him. That's fucking ice to the T. I know, ice to the cube. <laughs> His son is now starring in uh, Obi-Wan, right? And did you know, Papa Don? What? Did you know that he almost gave up acting to go back to writing because he got blackballed? <laughs> Get it? Because... He was passed over for the character of Orlando Carizzi in this in this Han Solo movie. That's right. Listen, he did an he did a interview with Collider.com. We're gonna play the interview right about now. As you may or may not know, I'm a Star Wars fan, and there is no way that I am not gonna sit here and ask you a question about Kenobi, but I know <laughs> you gotta be careful with your answers. I'll just say were you a Star Wars fan going in? Like, was this one of these things where they called you about Kenobi? You're like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I was watching Star Wars before I came down here right now. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a real big Star Wars fan. And, um, you know, I, I had auditioned for, uh, uh, Lando for the solo film. And when I didn't get it, it like crushed me. I was like, you know what? I quit. I'm going back to being a writer. Like I'm done. And you know, I was filming Swagger, and my agents were like, "Yo, um, we need you free in the next two days, noon." I'm like, all right. Like, just listen. You want to take this meeting? So I took it, and it was Deb, Lord Deb. Shout out to Lord Deb, Deborah Chow, and um, yeah, she. Gave me an opportunity of a lifetime. And it's, uh, God, I can't wait to talk about it so bad. <laughs> I want to talk about it so bad, but I know Mickey probably still has my phone bugged. And I, you know, I just love my family. <laughs> uh, I really, really cannot wait to talk to you about it. Yeah. Can, you, can you tease? Were you able to touch and use a lightsaber? Are you allowed to say it? All I'm going to say is, I really am a fan of you and McGregor. <laughs> That's my boy. And my man Kumail. Kumail is my dog. That's my he was um he's Kumail's really been a, a major motivation for me when it comes to getting in shape for Dinner Thieves 2 because of just how jacked he got uh for Eternals. And uh yeah, he he's got his 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 line open for me. Any questions that I need. And, uh, yeah, he's got an action figure now because he's in the Eternals. And, you know, I'm going to need that. He said he'll give me, uh, you know, a good price for it. So we'll see how that goes. I, I, I got news for you. When you're in Star Wars, most likely you'll also be an action figure. My, this is something I think you can talk about, though. Um, yeah. They use this really cool technology, the volume, when you're making Star Wars. And I wanted to know, what was your reaction working with the volume technology? What impressed you? What was cool about it? What's so crazy about the volume is like you really forget, like after a while, you forget that you're just in this studio, you know, and honestly, the scariest part about it is when they turn it off because you'll be sitting somewhere, some cave in the middle of whatever. 
you got background on the volume working around and it it just you get so engulfed in in the scene that when they turn it off and the entire room you're in just goes white yeah it's 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 kind of like a matrix moment when they were when he visits the architect it was just, it was a, a a crazy experience and it really would have saved a lot of people back in the day to have that type of technology i could just imagine you know, filming on location in these, no disrespect, but these terrible places. <laughs> so, like, you know, it, it definitely saved a lot of uh, a lot of man hours. Um, it's 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 hard to explain the feeling that it gives you walking in there. the 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 abilities that it brings as filmmakers, what it it just gives us so much that normally you'd have to be playing pretend on a green screen or just you know okay this looks like this and and getting terrible descriptions and yeah it's a it's a time saver it's a lifesaver and uh god somebody please give me more star wars jobs but like doc said he read for lando he didn't get the part very got very disgruntled afterwards because he's a huge star wars fan and if any of our listeners know say jackson jr uh, reach out to him if you don't know him on Twitter and tell him to come on the show. We can have some some fun talking about a galaxy far, far away. We won't hound him about uh, Obi-Wan because obviously do, do us a solid and O'Shea him down over here. There we go. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool, man. I thought it was pretty cool that the guy actually got his fucking time in the sun being able to be part of Star Wars, man. I would love to be part of the Star Wars universe. I mean, whether it's like a bounty hunter or a main character, preferably a main character, because I'm a fucking ham. I like being the center of attention. But we know. <laughs> but uh, I would love to be in it, definitely for sure, dude. That'd be awesome. Um, hold on, I'm 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 gonna be remiss if if I don't take this opportunity to talk about the most exciting thing I saw all week. Your face, I just caught a glimpse of your face. Said it all. You said this like fuck. You look on your face. It's great. All right, if you guys don't know, okay, uh, I didn't I knew I knew this a while ago because Papadon told me. So he he was apparently approached by you know his uh his agent, you know the guy from fucking uh. Reiner, no, no. <laughs> guy, the guy from Entourage, who um Ari Gold, you're my agent, uh, exactly. <laughs> who, who, who got him a, uh, a gig with some uh clothing company? What's it called? Uh, they reached out to me. It's called Nadam, N A A D A M. They're a cashmere clothing company. They sound very um, very uh, Israeli, Nadam, um, and and they were doing a um, a campaign where you know. Where they wanted the you know hard people to to be soft or something like that, and they, which they didn't realize is popping on a soft all the time. Um, so they uh, they had Pop dressed as uh, you know in in all this cashmere clothing. They had the pants on, he had the sweaters on, he had one that was draped around his neck holding some roses and the belts. And I made it my business to make meme after meme after meme of Papadon. If you follow me on social media, you saw I posted one of them. And, I, and some of them were not very safe for work, so I had to, I had to hide those. But but interesting treat for this week, guys, gals, gal. Um, one of the memes I made, which Pop has not seen yet, will be featured as the uh, thumbnail for this episode. So get ready. It's going to be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. 
Hold uh, on, Fabi's gonna be Bobby uh, Wagner. Hold, hold on, I, I shared some of the uh, the more uh, spicy ones with Spiro, and Spiro just lost his fucking mind. It was fantastic because I had sent him the initial photos, and he goes, uh, he goes, oh, I know what's coming. <laughs> flat out, and then I sent him in the group chat, which is fantastic. Uh, if you guys don't know, Doc's had some really good Photoshop skills. But uh, kudos, Pop. You know, uh, you, you you held your own over there with the Zoolanders of the world. You you hold that little basketball over there. You had the you 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 did your best rock impersonation when he looked like a uh, 1990s lesbian wearing his fanny pack. It was good. It was it was, it was thank you, fun. brother. Thank you. I got a lot of love from a lot of people regarding this uh this oh, campaign. You, you, you this only posted shoot. it like 60 times in all the one of your social media, so it's, you, know, you might as well. I would have done it too, shit. It was 69 times. Thank you very much. Let, 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 let me actually let me ask you the ultimate question. Now, well, two questions. What did they pay you? But you don't have to answer that if you don't want to. And B, when you went home and showed your wife the photos, were you like, baby, you know, you've, you've been fucking a model now, right? Yeah. Things have got to change. One, I got paid. I'll let you know off air how much I got paid. Two, it was a lot of Scott Old, too. Uh, two, um, I'm married, which means I don't get sex. Uh, that's why my kids are so far apart in age. I get laid every few years like the Olympics, so I make it count. Uh, so, no, that did not happen. But, yes, Zoolander, eat your heart out. Rick Martel's calling me now, asking me for model pointers because I'm the professional wrestler with the, with the model-esque uh, vibe going on in professional wrestling today. Uh, but, hey, man, it was fun. Hopefully it leads to more stuff and anyone out there wants me to model more clothes or anything else, hit up your boy. Pop it on 595 at yahoo.com. Hit me up on my social media sites and we can do some business. Um, Doc, do you know what the Saturn Awards are? Um, I'm assuming they are somewhere near the Pluto Awards, which is not the planet anymore. So No, it's right by Uranus. Ah, I had no idea what the Saturn Awards are. Supposedly, they're uh, movie awards uh, given, I think, for sci-fi movies and things of that genre. Um, but fuck it. I'm not even going to do the story because I was hoping you'd lead into it because I didn't read the article. But uh, Rise uh, of Skywalker got a few awards. Yes. They got a few awards. Also, some other stuff with Mando, I think it was. But it was they had some really weird... like. Movies like the movie Parasite, which is at least two years old, winning an award. I, I don't that's just made no sense to me. I, I thought they did awards per year, not like, you know, I'm going to give you the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award over here. It kind of made no sense to me. But uh, yeah, Saturn Awards. Sweet. Perry Saturn Awards. There we go. Exactly. Um, Him and right. <laughs> Yahtzee. Um, let's get down to brass tacks. This is the main stories that dropped this week. This was what flooded the interwebs. Um, Ahsoka, the new series coming out. First and foremost, uh, we'll start off with the appetizer. There is an actress called Laura Harrier. And people are trying to manifest her as a young Ahsoka Tano in the flashbacks of the Clone Wars. Because you can't cast Rosario Dawson. She's too old for that, that role. Now, you might say to yourself, who's Laura Harrier? She gained international recognition playing uh, Liz in Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017. Mm. Um, that was the that was Michael Keaton's daughter in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, she also was in Black Klansman 
and uh, Hollywood on Netflix, a television series. She's cute. But, I mean, uh, I, th- I think she, I think she would definitely work for this position. Um, absolutely. Ah, get it? Get it? And, um, casting couch joke. Um, she's. Uh, I think she would definitely work if they if they decide to go for some flashbacks from there. Uh, I think it's a good choice. I totally agree with you. Um, but here's the deal: okay. w- Would you let Ashley Eckstein voice her? Why not? I think it makes sense. I think uh, you know Ashley deserves that. Um, I'm sure the chick will be pissed off if that's the case, but uh, shit happens, you know. No, definitely. And like I said, that was the appetizer, but here's the main course regarding Ahsoka. Oh, get ready! You you can go. Yeah, thank you, sir. Unless you want to do it, because you don't talk too much. Here we go. There's an actor rumored to be on that show. And it's nearly confirmed, but there was a false tweet that was out there that you know it was under the banner of um, Rosario Dawson, which I that wasn't up, a false tweet. It wasn't a false tweet. I saw no. it. I looked. I looked up her Twitter page. It wasn't on there. That's because they she deleted it minutes later. Oh shit! So the mouse strikes again. Apparently, as we know, uh, as we found out this week, Hayden Christensen, the actor who played. Darth Vader looks like he's going to appear on the Ahsoka series. And Ahsoka goes and and, and uh, tweets a picture of the two of them together that says, looks like they're on to us, Sky Guy, which was one of the uh, terrible nicknames that she had for her master. The tweet actually is, and I quote, Sky Guy, dot, 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 they know, three exclamation marks, see you soon, snips. And then minutes later, she had to take it down. But yes, you're right. Hollywood Reporter reported this. Not fucking Mike Zero. <laughs> that we got this covered. But the Hollywood Reporter reported that Hayden Christensen's coming back uh, to reprise his role as Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker on the Ahsoka series. Now, how? In what uh, form or fashion? That was the question. So... Clearly, they're gonna start try to drop this Ahsoka series um, flat in the Mandoverse where we 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 left off, which makes the most sense to me. Um, but the only thing that really would would kind of dovetail from this is if they do flashbacks um, of them potentially meeting like along that Rebels timeline when they when they actually did. Um, so I don't know. It's it's kind of odd that this is the case, but. I could I could really imagine only that 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 that's how it's going to go down. All right, let me explain to you, Sunshine, how I would book this. Do it. Sit under the learning tree of GGP. We can do flashbacks from Clone Wars with uh, the the actress we just mentioned, whatever her name was, Laura, whatever, uh, Laura Harrier, right? Yeah. Uh, when as a young Ahsoka, right? Uh, there also can be an opportunity for him to show up. As a force ghost. Mm-hmm. And we could see that cartoon meme of where she meets Lou and he tells her that he's come back to the light before he died and he actually fulfilled the prophecy. And then he could pop up as a force ghost and actually speak to both Luke and Ahsoka Tano. And that would hit everybody in the fucking fields. That would be like a fucking. Grand Slam, bottom of the ninth game, seven home run, you know, it's a World Series type of scenario where everyone fucking start crying 
and uh, bring everybody together. I mean, but but it would have to be Hayden and not you know old man Sebastian fucking uh, Shaw. Of course. That well, that's now that they changed the ghost, it kind of makes sense that they can use Hayden because the other guy he's fucking dead as fucking dead could be, right? Um, the force goes right now. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that I heard is Ahsoka going into the world between worlds and pulling Aiden out and using him for a certain mission or situation uh, and then throwing him back in the timeline like they did with Ahsoka. I'm not too happy about that, but if we get to see Hayden, Luke Skywalker, and Ahsoka Tano in the flesh fighting over some evil. What do you think? Uh, no thanks. Really? Yeah, no thanks. That's that, right. that's, that's way too what if for me. Gotcha. Um, especially if they make it canon, you know, and, and continue with the story, it just it, it it doesn't vibrate for me. No, I agree with you. I'm not I'm not against it. Um, Star Star Wars doesn't have a a storied history of doing things like that. This is not the Flash, where they're you know. They fucking jump timelines like they jump turnstiles. Um, so, eh, I'd rather them think of a better story that that can involve this. Well, also about the Ahsoka series, there's there's rumors coming out that there's a new character being looked at to be casted, um, and it's rumored to be it could be Ezra, um, the Illuminati have managed to uncover some more exciting news about Ahsoka with a new character description, according to their sources. The series looking for it to cast a man in his 20s to play another lead character of the, of the Ahsoka series named Riz, R-I-Z. Riz is described to be a bit of a lone wolf. Word-wise, despite his young age, a world-wise, despite his young age, and able to handle anything life throws us his way. The character is listed as a series regular with options. So a lot of people think this is just a fucking Ezra. And they're not saying Ezra. They're using a fake name. So It's possible. And isn't one of those actors, the guy from Ghost Rider, wanting to play this uh, in this role? Exactly. I was just fucking segueing into that. Thank you for, no. for, for the Stockton to Malone. I love it. Um, Gabriel Luna. The Hispanic actor who played Ghost Rider, not the one on the bike, but the one with the muscle car in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. saying uh, he would love to fucking play the character of Ezra Bridger. Um, and during a recent Comic-Con, he did an interview with Small Screen. Uh, it was the MCM Comic-Con in London. Uh, the former Marvel star expressed his desire to become part of the Star Wars franchise. And Gabriel Luna said, I think... That's very clear. The only thing that's left is Star Wars, and I've made it very clear to Dave Filoni and Carrie Beck and everyone over there what my aspirations are. I wrote a whole full two-page letter to Dave and Carrie about my deep love for Ezra Bridger from Star Wars Rebels. That's not saying anything's happening with that character. That's not at all as far as I know. I definitely wanted to have a preemptive strike when it comes to my hat in the ring for that. So I just wrote them a letter about how much I love the character. But as you and I both know, rumor has it that Mina Masood is the guy who's in the front runner to take over that, that character. So who would you rather have? Would you ever have fucking Aladdin or this guy Gabriel Luna be fucking? Uh, I, I don't care. 
or get the guy who voiced him. Is is he swarthy? Uh no, but he kind of looks like him. Does he? Yeah. Again, uh, I, I leave it up to the uh, the showrunners' capable hands to decide who's gonna who's gonna be where and what they're gonna do. So I'm not worried. If these guys want to fight it out, let them fight it out. So it depends. Whoever wins will be over then, right? Death match. Oh, oh, over. And speaking of over, ladies and gentlemen, that segment never gets old. Never gets old. Unlike the stretch marks. That are on Jimmy T's mouth because of Spiro. But I digress. That's a story for another time. Oof. I don't Oof. want to hear that story ever. No, me neither. But he does want to see you at Burning Man, Doc. Yeah, Doc. Oh, yeah, Doc. Yeah, Doc. Um, we do a segment here called Who's More Over? Now, it's based off of wrestling lingo. Over meaning being popular with the crowd. When a wrestler's over, people will love him or hate him, but they'll pay a lot of money to buy his merch, to come see him kick ass. And entertain. So what we do is here is we compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person, a place, a thing. Doesn't matter. We see what's or who's more over with you. Most importantly, who's more over with us. So, Doc, what's on the marquee tonight? All right. Here we go. This week, we looked at uh, two of the side characters from the Mandalorian show. In one corner, we got the man who will win every single fucking episode of who's moreover if we did hair versus hair like the mexicans do um timothy oliphant playing our buddy our boy who jacked that boba fett armor Cobb vanth what brings you here stranger i've never met a real mandalorian heard stories i know you're good at killing so I figure only one of us walking out of here. But then I see the little guy. And I think maybe I picked you wrong. I'm Cobb Vant, Marshal of Most Pelgo. We gonna do this in front of the kid? He's seen worse. Versus one of the funniest dudes in Hollywood right now. A guy who does not give a shit. Um, the dude who ran the Mayfield crew. The dude who was played by, uh, what's his name? The Boston guy? I can't remember what his name is. Bill name. Burr? Bill Burr. There you go. Sorry. Thank you. William Burr. William Burr. Um, <laughs> William Burr. A.K.A. Mandalorian standout. Great character. And also dead. Miggs Mayfield. And I say dead in quotation marks. Hey, I'm just a realist. I'm a survivor, just like you. Let's get one thing straight. You and I are nothing alike. I don't know. Seems to me like your rules start to change when you get desperate. I mean, look at you. You said you couldn't take your helmet off, and now you got a stormtrooper one on. So what's the rule? Is it that you can't take off your Mando helmet, or you can't show your face? Because there is a difference. Look, I'm just saying. We're all the same. Everybody's got their lines they don't cross until things get messy. He's not dead. Oh, get it. I got it. So, so, May, so Mayfield versus... Mayfield versus Vanth. Sounds like a, a pitching duel in the, in the 1900s. Okay. So hold on. Before we continue... Spiro, why don't you give us your take? We'll let age go before beauty. Hey, yo. Who's more over, Cobb Vanth 
Migs Mayfield. Um, I know who's over with me, but, you know, this is a good one. It's actually a great one because I like both characters a lot, man. You know, both characters, I think, um, are a welcome addition to the vast, uh, what do you call it, pantheon, if you want to call it that, of memorable characters. Cobb Cobb Vanth is a guy, as you guys remember, on The Mandalorian, he... He purchased Boba Fett's armor, used it to try to, what do you call it, lay down the law in, in his little village or town there. Um, very likable character, honorable character, tried to do the right thing, ended up giving the armor back to its rightful owner. Uh, Miggs Mayfield is a guy who didn't start out with such noble intentions. But as we saw his, his uh, story arc progress, he there were redeemable qualities. Both guys, I, I definitely want to see back. I, I don't just want to see them again in the next season of The Mandalorian, but I want to keep seeing them in other... Hopefully they show up in other shows or whatever, novelizations, movies, whatever the fucking case. But I'm going to tell you who's more over with me and... You know, I'm a fan of both guys' work. I like both guys, but, but you know, fucking, I'm a huge fan of Bill Burr, man. I love his brand of comedy. The guy's a fucking liberal, unlike me, but, but he's a liberal with fucking sense, okay? But he's just a hilarious motherfucker, and he played his character... Sort of differently from what you would expect um, a Star Wars character to be played. Um, he he brought his brand of humor. He brought his uh, shtick. He brought his, you know, what you see in uh, Mayfield. Uh, you see a lot of Bill Burr in in that character. You know, um, a lot of people label him a villain, and maybe rightfully so. But at the end of the day, he's got a good heart and, you know, and that's Bill Burr, man, you know. Uh, you know, we all know what's going on in this country with fucking comedy, you know. And, you know, you, you see uh, Bill Burr is no stranger to the type of controversy that Dave Chappelle is facing these days. And, and you know, the, uh, anyways, man, Bill Burr is over with me. Um I hope we see him again in The Mandalorian. And that's what's up. That's who's over with me this week. That was great, Spiro. Thank you. Doc, wasn't that great? It was great. It's always great. It's been All right. Great. So what's on the polls? All the polls, not me. Because um, you're in a, in a, in a Yes, I'm, I'm off tonight. In a very close close race, it is... Uh, uh, let me do the math in my brain. Hold on a second here. 40. Okay, 60 to 40. Makes Mayfield. On what, that, Facebook? That's on Facebook. Adam DeJane says, GDI, suave versus funny cool. I suppose for the arc that he had, I'd put over Migs. All right, let's go to Instagram here, okay? The grab of the Insta. All right, Wi-Fi, here we go. 
50-50 on the Instagram. So it looks like Migs Mayfield wins this battle. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an email address. You guys can email us regarding this segment or anything else regarding a galaxy far, far away. New Force Order at Yahoo.com. Now, do you want to go over our picks first? Or you want to go over the emails first, Doc? Let's do with the emails first. Okay. So we'll go over the emails. Uh, let's see. Our first email comes from none other than friend of the show, Timothy Gilby, a.k.a. Tim two, Gilby. Two weeks in a row, Timmy. Hey, NFO guys, little N, capital F, little O. Thank you, Tim. This week, for who's more over segment, I am picking Cobb Vance. For me, he was more over because when he came in and I thought, oh, my God, it's Boba. And even though it wasn't Boba, it was the pathway to get Boba on the show. Plus, Timothy Oliphant is one of my all-time favorite actors. Thanks, guys. P.S. Why didn't Boba wear Django's helmet? Um, Because it was already ahead of there. Because it didn't fit. <laughs> that was good. I like that. It didn't fit. Yeah, it was good. So, uh, so basically, Timbo is saying that Timothy Elephant was um, Gateway Boba. Yes, Gateway Boba. Next one, Homeboy eighty eight, and it's titled Doppelganger. Oh, Doc. Here we go. Hello, NFO. Little N, Big F. Little O. Just kidding. Who's more over for me this week? Cobb Vanth. Which is speaking of little O. Doesn't he look like a little version of Josh Duhamel, the actor? I don't know who Josh Duhamel is. Uh, I think well, he was in that in that and it was he wasn't he married to Fergie? He's we was in that, that 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 Jupiter show that got canceled on Netflix. Oh, Jupiter Ascending or whatever it was yes, called. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the guy. Gotcha. He was, he was, the, he was the, the, the main superhero with the long hair. Gotcha. Josh Jumel. Well, just for the just for that reason, he gets a point deducted, and I'm going with Migs Mayfield. Wow, what a swerve! Just for the fact that I was laughing my ass off watching Will Burke kill it on screen. He also had a great emotional and serious scene with Mando. By the way, I love you, Spiro. But it always makes me cringe when you would say Mondo and not Ma- Ma- Mondo, the Mambo, <laughs> instead of Mando. P.S. Here's something to make you go, hmm, for the week. Apparently, Alec Baldwin killed somebody filming a Top Gun spoof called, wait for it, Prop Gun. Peace out, homeboys. And that was weak, brother. That joke was weak. Yep. So, um, do you want me to go first? Uh, I think I went. I, I, you went first last week. I'll go first this week. All right, go uh, ahead. Uh, sorry, you know, I, I want to throw a cop vent and then I said, who can I put up against? Let's see. Let's see. Migs Mayfield's a great idea. Both really cool characters, both introducing the Mandalorian, both had an important impact on Mando's arc when he uh was uh you know doing his thing, and both also had their own important arcs that led to different things for them and life life changing life affirming things when we first see migs he is uh, a villain towards 
the Mandalorian. He is trying to uh, fuck him over by letting him free up his boy and then trapping him inside there. Um, so he could uh, get the bounty or whatever else he needed to get on him. And they could use him for his skills and not, uh, you know, go down to the end and pay him. Pay the man. Um, which I thought was a, a really cool uh, little twist when it came to everything. And, and we all knew this word was coming. We could, we could see it coming a mile away. Um, when they introduce Oliphant, just like um, Timmy says, uh, you know, we said, saw the Boba armor, we popped immediately. And then we realized who it was and, and what he was, you know, a, a Legends character that has now uh, oh, come to the forefront. Excuse me. That was a very professional. And like Timmy says, we knew what we were getting after that. We knew what was coming down the pipe. We knew Boba was not far behind to come reclaim that armor, even after Mando took it. So both of them have a, an important kind of role inside the uh, the Mandalorian. But I think as far as impact and as far as um, character that had more depth, especially that scene that um, was just alluded to where he had that kind of poignant moment with Mando when they were talking about Project Cinder with the... Um, the officers and how Bill Burr kind of like snapped and lost it. Um, it really did a good job acting that thing out. For me, it's going to, despite the fact that Timothy Elephant kills Bill Burr in the hair department, like by a country motherfucking mile, it's going to be Migs Mayfield, Bill Burr, moreover for me. Okay, well, I will have to agree with you this week. And for every reason you stated, those are my reasons as well. Um, That's a cheap out. No, 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 no. I'll delve into it more, but I just letting you know I concur, Doc. Um, I concur. Oliphant did a great job for what he did. Uh, wasn't really much of a story arc for him as a character, except that he just relinquished the armor at the end of the episode, which led us to Boba motherfucking Fett. Now, Migs Mayfield started at one side of the fence and then ended up on the other side of the fence. So we saw a lot of character growth for this character. Um, we saw Laird acting from uh, um, Bill Burr regarding this character. So to me, it's going to be definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to be Migs Mayfield over. Um, not saying Oliphant did a bad job. I think he did a fantastic job. But I think the journey and the impact of uh, this character had a better uh, effect on the overall product, which may lead to even future things. So who knows? That's why I'm going to go with... Uh, Migs Mayfield. Solid pick. Can't, I, can't, I can't argue because I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, send us some emails. Newforceorder at yahoo.com. So, uh, Doc, when you go out or when you used to go out clubbing back in the day, Palladium, Limelight, Tunnel, oh, Expo, whatever. Shit, boy, damn, you're bringing all the, all the spots back. Tunnel, you know, everything. Uh, Boy, weeks in your day was Studio Fifty Four, but yeah, I wish. Yeah, so do I. Um, were you on the VIP list? 
I was always on the VIP list, my friend. Well, good, because nothing changed, because you just made the list. You just made the list. See, Doc, uh, we do a segment here, and I know you know, because you incorporate yourself into this segment, um, where we take a list from the interwebs, and we an- make an analysis on whether the list is actually a pretty good list or just eh, horseshit. Or shit uh, list. Or shit list. There you go. We have one list this week. One, that's it. What? That's it, brother. So, uh, do you want to take the reins, please? Uh, I, I got to dig it out and find it now. And that's what she okay, said. Okay, ready? Yeah, so. <laughs> Never. Not to, not to fucking me, I'll tell you that. She's tripping over it when she walks through the fucking door. All right, let's see. Um, top 10 reasons why Doc is the hottest NFL member. Okay, number 10. Look at those eyes. They're beautiful. Number eight. What didn't do some bullshit acting fucking uh, modeling job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I found it. I found it. Anakin Skywalker's five best quotes in the Clone Wars and Darth Vader's five best from Rebels. Okay. Number 10. I tried it once. Wasn't very good at it. Besides, the role of master comes easily to me. Uh, this quote comes from Clone Wars season four, episode 12, Slaves of the Republic. Uh, okay, whatever. It's kind of boring. All right, number nine, Darth Vader, the apprentice lives. Um, uh, this is him talking about uh, Ahsoka, I believe, when he felt her presence. Number eight, Anakin quote: "To me, there is nothing more important than the way I feel about you. Nothing." And he's telling Padme this: "The way I feel inside you, nothing." Um, Vader, number seven. It would be their undoing. In the episode Shroud of Darkness on Lothal, uh, greater, Vader's talking to the Inquisitors about the, about the rebellion. Number six, as Anakin, you're a reckless little one. You would have never have made it as Obi-Wan's apprentice, but you might make it as mine. Again, talking to Snips. Number five, Vader, perhaps that is a problem. You lack imagination, minister, when it comes to producing results. Number four, Anakin, well, doing what the Jedi Council says, yeah, that's one thing. How we go about it, that's another idea made by myself. That's why I'm trying to teach you, my young Padawan apprentice. Again to Ahsoka. Number three, Vader, then you will die braver than most. This is when he was facing off against uh, Ezra Bridger. Number two, as Anakin, I understand more than you realize. I understand wanting to walk away from the Order. This is what he's talking to Ahsoka about, her crisis of conscience. And number one, Vader, when he realizes, um, when Ahsoka realizes that it's him underneath the mask, he says, uh, Ahsoka? Anakin Skywalker's weak. I destroyed him. Anyway, that's it. What did you think? Good list? Bad list? Yeah, it seems like you thought it was a fantastic list because uh, you were drifting off into the world between worlds. No, no, I wasn't drifting off. I was just envisioning the part of the episodes when each line was said. Uh-huh. So, um... You got, got it. I thought it was okay. It wasn't the worst list we've ever done, but... No, yeah, no, no. Whatever. Not by a long shot. Um... It was what it was. Uh, anyhow... Uh, anything else you want to add? I think that's it. You know, there was some comic book stuff about some bullshit about Han Solo shooting first, and yeah, that was why <clears throat> the wrap up of the um, we talked the, about that uh, last week. 
and War of the Bounty Hunters, which at some point I have to get to read because I'm kind of you know pumped and excited to read about it now. But I think that's it for this week, my friend. All right, Spiro, let's take it home. Where can they find you at? Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have you know there's other guys doing doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows. You got fucking doomsday prepper shows. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon, and that's it, guys. It's been great, Spiro. Thank you for coming aboard. Uh, Doc, you're up. You find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O on uh, Instagram, Alex Royo, Facebook, Alex Royo MD on Twitter. And if you watch me in the very, very corner of the uh, Nets game tonight, you'll see me sitting fourth row. Very nice. You can find me at Greek Papadon on Twitter, on an Instagram. You go to Nadam, N-A-A-D-A-M, go see my modeling pictures. Uh, we don't need blue steel when you have all that Greek sex appeal. Um, but you can also find me on Facebook, Demetrius Papadon. Uh, Pro Wrestling T slash Greek Papadon is the t-shirt store. You can go get your GGP t-shirts. You can also have me send you video messages through high, uh, through uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. I did my first message this week. It was very cool. Um, Who'd you do it for? I can't tell you. I signed wow. an NDA. Mr. Lucas. I was uh, me uh, roasting Kathleen Kennedy because she's not getting rehired. Um, we'll talk about that next week when we find Please. out whether or not she did or she didn't. Please. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, and you could find me this Saturday. I think Troy, New York, upstate, for Immortal Championship Wrestling, where I'll be wrestling Slick Wagner Brown for my Alpha Championship Wrestling Ronin uh, Wrestling and Immortal Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. So the Alpha and Omega uh, Inevitable Tour makes its next stop this Saturday uh, at uh, Immortal Championship Wrestling. And next week I'll be in Virginia for Virginia Championship Wrestling where I'll be wrestling Philip Brown for his VCW, Virginia Championship Wrestling, U.S. Liberty Championship. Are, are you wrestling two Browns in a row? Yes, I am. Brown and Brown. There we go. The law firm. Um, and then, uh, I didn't even realize that shit. Uh, well, good job, Mr. Gumshoe. Uh, and then I'll be on the 13th. I'll be wrestling Sean Carr for, uh, Tri-State Wrestling Alliance in New Jersey and back on the 20th in, uh, Immortal Championship Wrestling. Don't know my opponent, but, uh, we'll see who, uh, what happens. Uh, cards have to change. So that's where I'm at with everything. Uh, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate your time. Hopefully we enlightened you and entertained you. Most importantly, hopefully we did our job. And our job is to continue to get Star Wars more over with you, the fans, and never, ever get ourselves over. Ever. Get ourselves over, and speaking over, uh, on the expense of Star Wars. This has been uh, another exciting edition of the New Force Order. For life. And that's just too swizzy. Henceforth, you shall be known as the new force.
Or die. Where we going, dog? Shit, we gonna go to Planet Snoopiter where the bitches is blue, man. Sorry. Snoopiter? Man, why Snoopy Dog always get to fly? I'm the flyest motherfucker in here, though. Hey, you a shooter, man. No, I'm the shooter. I say we just get the fuck up out of here. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Let's go. Oh. Got my 40 on me, that's my mini-me Damn near anything I want, I can afford it Listen. Never hustle backwards, always forward Progression. I can multitask, always on the grind I can walk and chew gun at the same time I ain't on hiatus, I ain't missing in action I'm the center of attention, bitch, the main attraction When I enter the turf, when I pull up People gather around me like an ice cream truck People always ask me what I do for a lid I wear many hats, I'm something like lids I love liquor and sex, booty and breasts A couple stretch marks and cellulite on her flesh She got her legs open like a field goal pile Booty softer than the King Hawaiian roll Woofer bouncing like a trampoline Glass shake when I roll past the scene Candy apple paint dripping classic green Everybody eating, you can ask the team Fast and mean, speakers bumping, tags is clean Keep me something to smoke on, bad bitch to poke on Bass hit like an earthquake, you niggas hold on I hit the block and roll on My bitch got ass like 218s Her favorite two short song is in those jeans Shake it baby if you like this song Do a nasty dance every time they turn it on It's got more bass than baseball. baseball She down on her knees, she want a facial I gotta get what she want Turn it up loud and let that shit bump Everybody love the fun Slumping in the trunk You in the back seat, wishing you was in the front She said something, asked me if I heard But bitch, I can't hear one motherfucking word Bitch Big subwoofer in the back Like what's up, blow the windows out of frame It's a party when I pull up Big, big subwoofer in the back Subwoofer, big titty hooker, cocaine cooker, rooftop looker, looked out and saw TJ Hooker, jumped off the roof like Superfly Snooker. You know me, I'm up in it like a booger. Then I treat the bitch like some dice and I shook her. I heard this youngin' screaming like a woman, yelling that they coming. Nigga, we ain't running. It's a new day, still got the AK. If these bitches wanna take it back to 88, turn the music down before we locking horns. Keep the party going, it's a false alarm. Big subwoofer in the back, like what's up, blow the windows out of frame. It's a party when I pull up. Big, big subwoofer in the back, like what's up, blow the windows out of frame. It's a party when I pull up. 